thanks so much for downloading the episode. Today, we are talking about a donkey on an island. This, plus Paula has a brilliant idea for the Uggs to be together. And then I recap producer Dub and I in Napa this last weekend. All of this, plus some ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? I don't belong here. Paula? Do you mind if I unbutton my pants? Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 393. We are sisters who podcast. We are. Neat, 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 neat. I don't know what that was. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, yes. So oh, look, what? I was just going to say, what? remind me to tell you my good idea for episode 400. Does it include our sister? Our sisters, yes. Oh, both of them? Allison doesn't want to be a part of it. She already said she gracefully well, declines. Here's the thing. It's an activity we can do, and then you and I can talk about it. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Do you want me to just tell you? Yeah, tell me real quick. What is it? Okay. I think it would be fun if the four of us did an escape room. (laughs) (sighs) Really? (laughs) Don't you think? It will end in melee. (laughs) Like, I I bet they don't allow, like, cell phones or, like, video or anything. Damn. Okay, but we need five, so you know, unfortunately, poor producer Dub has to participate. Well, I mean, some of them don't. Some of them, you only need, like, four. They'll group us with strangers if we don't no. have a full group. If we have a group of four, they'll let us just do four. All right. We were looking them up the other day because I, I had this idea the other day, and I'm just like, well, I wonder how many escape rooms there are. And so we started There's looking several. at the different sites. And so I found one that I thought would be really funny. Well, not funny. It's just like... Um, yeah. Yeah, I forgot what it was called. But anyways, I'm just like, okay. oh, my God. I'm like, this would be so funny. I mean, Stephanie probably would have like an anxiety attack. I don't know if <laughs> Allison might start, you know, praying. All right, fine. And then you and I would be the ones like, all right, let's just get this shit done. Can we just get over this? And, you know, Stephanie would be like, look, can we get over this? I have to go get my son and I really want a cocktail before I go home. Exactly. She'd probably have a <laughs> flask in her pocket or something like that. OK, first of all, we have to coordinate four adult humans to do this at the same activity time. at the same that time we'll do it i mean we've got plenty of time and we have what seven shows so that's like a lot of time and then whoever wants to come on episode four, 400 for the debrief then well i know producer dub is really really hoping stephanie will participate so mm-hmm. we'll, if i start working on her now maybe she'll say yes maybe i'll just throw out the idea and okay. see who wants to do it and then uh, we'll you know we can do it whenever and yeah. then we'll debrief it on 400 yes. okay Fine. I, I do. I am. I'm amendable to it. I'm not a fan of the escape room concept only because I think it's what does it like make you nervous? Or? No, not at all. Not at all. It just feels like, I don't know, rat in a cage. I don't know. It just feels weird to me. I don't know. It feels like a, it's like one of those things like, OK, let's play a game. What game? OK, this game is called. Jamie says this and they're like, you just made that up. I'm like, yeah, and it's my game. And I know I am. I'm the only one that knows the rules. I feel like that's what escape rooms are. It's like, okay, someone just said, hey, I have an idea. Let's lock a bunch of strangers in a room with clues under pieces of paper that mean that mean nothing. And just let them see how long it takes. Well, I think the thing that I liked the most about it is because I'm really competitive is, is that 
each room, they have like um, the fastest time. Right. All right. Done and done on your idea. So last week, uh, Daryl and I went away for the weekend to celebrate our 22nd wedding anniversary. Oh, I didn't get to tell you why I was late either. Sorry. Is it important? It's interesting. Well, do you want to tell me and then I'll finally get into the recap? Yeah, since that's going to be the whole show, I'll tell you. It's not the whole show. We're already 10 minutes in and it's all about Paula's world. Please tell me. It's not why Paula's are you... world. It involves other people. <laughs> okay, tell You'll me get why. to tell about Napa life for the rest of the time. It's not so... going to be the rest of the time. But anyway. Well, I didn't see anything else on the outline. Because so... we talk too long. We can't. We can't. Okay, so I read a news article today that there has been this donkey stuck on this island have you heard about this? I, I heard about it briefly, but but please give me the details because I was just <laughs> rolling my eyes when I when I read something about this. Donkey. Okay, for the last two years, mm-hmm. there is this island in Mariposa County on Lake McClure, yes. and this donkey has been stuck on this island. And Living. so this this family that has a houseboat goes out there two to three times a week to feed it because there's nothing to eat on the island. Why don't they freaking put it on the boat? Because the authorities will find them or give them a misdemeanor for doing it. Worth it! And so... People are so fucking stupid. I can't even with this. And Go so on. they're they're trying to work with the local, you know... I think who they have to work with is the... Uh, Parking... Department. No, it's not the Parks and Rec. It's like the irriga- oh. water irrigation or something like oh. that. Because they manage the lake. Mm-hmm. And so this is... There's a retired deputy that has been basically keeping an eye on this donkey the donkey has an old injury it it appears he broke his leg at some point (laughs) and um because we've had such like watery winters the last couple of years Mm -hmm. the water has risen there used to be a dry spot between the island and the mainland where he could walk back and forth right and in fact Mm -hmm. back when they first noticed him in 2017 there was a herd of donkeys and him and they were communicating with one another but he couldn't get over to where they were well where's this herd of donkeys now well i think they just left eventually (laughs) they said sorry sam we did all we could you're the idiot who wouldn't come with us so there's this skinny little scrawny donkey with like this lame leg that just lives on this island and they've been trying to basically the the residents have been trying to do something to get this donkey off this island for two years for two years so this last sunday they had finally gotten you know the water irrigation department together they got the uh wildlife rescue people together or no department of fishing game together right. mm-hmm. and they were going to do this rescue and the California Department of Fish and Wildlife intercepted and said, hold on, we need to read more about the law before we allow this to happen. Why? I don't know. This is red tape. This, and is, so, this is the epitome of government red tape. I'm like, this is ridiculous. The donkey will die before you guys finally get the proper permits to to deal with this donkey. Well, and what everyone's afraid of is once this someone like in government finally gets the donkey, they're afraid they're just going to euthanize it. Well, they will. And so... As they should, by the way. Why? It's injured. It's sick. Who God only knows what's wrong with it. It's been alone for two years being fed God knows what by these houseboat people. You don't know that it couldn't be rehabilitated. Nobody knows what's wrong with it. I mean, you just don't know. Um, so I took it upon myself. Of course you did. 
to Did you call and request no, a speech to the manager? No, I did not. What did you do? I submitted a complaint Petition. to mm. the Habitat for Humanity. Mm. And no, not Habitat for Humanity. Um, no, that's for humans. Department for Life of Human Gain. No, that's uh, who did I call? You don't even know who you called. It's no, I, I submitted an online complaint to who does animals, Jamie? Human. No. <sighs> oh, Harmful. humane. The Humane Society. Humane Society. Okay. The Humane Society. Okay. And I sent them links to the stories. I told them that, you know, this donkey's been stuck on this island for two years. Right. You know, it's all these government agencies are involved. The residents are, you know, all up in arms about this donkey being stuck on this island. Mm. And, you know, I figured if anyone would have resources to, you know, do something about it, maybe they would. Right. And did you get a response? Well, no. I mean, it's just an online form. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you said you called. I'm sorry. No, 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 I submitted an online form. Oh, okay. So, so here's the thing. This is so reminiscent of something that you and I have talked about privately. We were brought up in a fairly conservative religious group, family. Yes, yes. When we were at a certain age, if we did yes. something that was be, would be considered immoral, <laughs> instead of our parents just saying what you did was sinful, you know, and offering us some help and correction on why it was this way and, and, and guidance and right. guidance. Mm-hmm. They decided, oh, no, we're following this by the letter of the law. And they went to their religious leaders and said, our child was immoral. Here you go. It's up to you to fix it or deal with it. And right. so it became this huge blown up situation when it could have easily been something that ha- that happened at, in our living room with a Bible and some love and some guidance and some disappointment. But I mean, just in that and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Cue this pathetic animal that was dumb enough to get stuck on an island away from his flock. Jamie, it's, it's a donkey. I mean, come on. Hold on. How smart are donkeys? I just said he was dumb. So the houseboat people who have been spending their own money and their own time to care for this donkey, it's a houseboat. It can hold a donkey. Why didn't they just take it upon themselves? Or why didn't someone just say, just go out there, get the fucking donkey, find a vet to, to subdue it, and drag that thing onto a boat, and, and nobody will be the wiser. No one will ever know what happened to it. They'll think it died, and it will mm-hmm. be over. But no, we all have to do the right thing sometimes. To me, it's like there are there are rules that were meant to be broken. This is absolutely one of those times. There is a reason why not all of us are rule followers, by the way. This is exactly why. This situation I, is exactly why there, no one, there needs no to be people who know how to break the rules. No one would know who I was. No. I'd plop that thing in the water. I'd go, you know, wee across to the island. I'd be like, hi, donkey. Come on. Let's and go. If it, and if it won't come because it's wild. Then I'd f- find a friend yes. who knows how to shoot a gun and we'd put a poison dart in it. You know, Drag as soon that as it thing. fell, then yes. we'd, you know, there'd be a group of us and, you know, it's it's already <sighs> starving. So how heavy can it be? I mean, seriously, put it on a tarp and drag that thing onto a boat and take it right. to some far up play, someplace in Reading or, you know, or in Oregon or somewhere super far away where no one's going to be able to touch it. Do it after five o'clock because, you know, most city workers or county <laughs> workers, you know, don't do shit after five o'clock. Well, the Department of Game, uh, the wild, I believe that's federal. So three o'clock. <laughs> so. Yeah, really? You know, on a Tuesday. 
Honestly, I would. I think that would be a really fun job. That's I don't what know. I, would do. I don't know oh. what's go. I don't know what's going on with this situation. It just sounds like a bunch of red tape and a bunch of people. I, I all I can envision are some fat wannabe sheriff who ended up being the security guard for this reservoir who's saying, "Now hold on, wait a minute, we got to do this the right way." And, you know, if someone approached me, they're like, what are you doing? I'd be like, mind your own fucking business. And then, you Having know. Having a picnic on the island. By, by the time that they even were able to do anything, we'd be gone. And we'd have yeah. Donkey in the boat, cruising down the freeway, or wherever, I, or in the bed of a truck. Yeah. Probably yeah. not Daryl, because I, I know he wouldn't allow it, but. <laughs> I just don't understand why this has become such a thing other than. Uh, too many rule followers happening. Nobody Donate wants to break the rules. To a zoo it's like or a farm I don't want to get something. the misdemeanor. Really, you don't want the the whole misdemeanor. Uh oh. What? Well, what, it sounds what like you... they're ready to throw the fucking book at whoever you know gets this donkey. Okay, fine. And do you know the the donkey rescuers would be heroes, and there'd be a GoFundMe account to pay for their bill, and it would be a done deal. I'm over. I'm over you rule followers. Seriously, just when it comes to stuff like this, not everything, obviously. But this is one of those things where it's like, you know what? You guys just talk amongst yourself and squabble about. I will be swimming out to the boat to get this stupid animal. And you know what will happen? Once the donkey's gone, then what? What do they have? Exactly. They've got nothing. You've got nothing. Nothing. You've got nowhere to go and you've got nothing to do. There will be no more news trucks. There will be no more (laughs) exposure to their dumb little lake. They won't get, they won't go viral. Viral. No one will be out there feeding the donkey. No one's going to be tweeting be, about you. It'll just be their dumb lake with them dumb selves doing nothing. Remember back in 2019 when we were I, famous? I wonder how that donkey's doing. Well, The donkey's dead, yo. That- no, he's going to be living on some farm with other lame animals. <laughs> Just like when I, I I found my calling, when I get older, mm. I'm going to run a retirement community for dogs. Paula, I'm going to do it for cats. I want to do that so bad. When I saw that this lady ran a retirement community for chihuahuas, I... Did like a light I, go off and I say... I felt like, a, a, like a, a light from heaven shone on me. And yeah. I'm just like, oh. I'm like, that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. There was like dogs with like, you know, no eyes or, you know. Yeah. Just, you know limp legs or you know and they just they just chilled you know they took naps they went swimming or they yeah. you know ate you know whatever they wanted to do they just they enjoyed their the end of their days and i'm just like that's so nice wild donkeys lived up to 30 years in the wild that's a long time he's probably got a lot of life left yeah he probably does and you're right if the parking if the wild well i already said that if the if the department of fishing game get him they'll euthanize him for and for what? Because they because that's what they would do. Because he so. what? He's he, he's just a donkey that was on an island? I don't know because I mean, they're no they're like, "Well, we don't have the facilities to house We don't this have the funding donkey. to test them and everything." And I'm like, "Then ask a vet. I'm sure there's plenty yeah. of vets out there and BFE I would that would love to test a donkey." <laughs> I would be like, "Okay. I'm going to go out and do this. I'm going to immediately be arrested, but get that donkey out of here." And then set up my account. I will be the hero of the donkeys. I'll be like, you, you know, know what? I've been around <laughs> asses my whole life. It was the <laughs> least I could do. This is the first time I rescued an ass that I wanted to. Right? 
Do you know we would have like 15 minutes of fame? Like that would totally be like the feel good story of like the week. I would be laughing the whole time going, I want you all to know that we are quite aware of how ridiculous this all is. <laughs> and, and we don't care. And I give zero. We, as we're coming out of the jail, there's like a huge crowd. We're like, yeah! And then someone's going to have to name the donkey, you know, I, I know. mean. Well, apparently it's a girl. Oh, so. it's female. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, no wonder they're letting it languish. It's not probably. a male. They're we'll like, oh, hash- she's probably in heat. She's a bitch. Just leave her there. Every- everything will be hashtag me too. <laughs> <laughs> see, what, see what this government does to females in this country? God damn it. They just leave doesn't it to matter, languish in it. doesn't matter island. what species you are. Women females. are treated. Females are treated poorly no matter what. Yeah. Like, what did she do? Was she just in a bad mood? And so they just left her to languish on the island, the other male donkeys? Yeah, they banished had, her? God forbid if she had been a, a, a real donkey with a giant penis. Or if he had been a real donkey with a giant penis, he'd be in Tijuana no time. Oh, God. It's so true. <laughs> All right. Well, that was definitely a good reason why you were late, because you had to yes. call the Humane Society. We'll see what comes of it. Maybe nothing, but well, I mean, you know, we'll we'll be waiting with bated breath on the the donkey situation in Modoc mm. County. Okay, so Daryl and I spent our twenty second wedding anniversary in Napa. We were all excited, and I said, "Hey, do you, I want to do gifts before we leave because I don't want to g- drag a bunch of crap with me." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Okay, that's fine." So we exchanged gifts in the morning after coffee. And I got him, as he had posted so you could see it, I had gotten him a an original print of Prince Purple Rain. That's awesome. And it was it took a while to find because they're pseudo high demand because he's mm-hmm. passed away. But I was able to find one in mint condition that had the the record cover, the dust cover. It had the poster that came with it. It was the one that came in. It was purple. It was really cool. I was really excited to give it to him. And he was shocked. Wow. Shocked. He's like, oh, my God. And I said, what? He goes, this is so weird. But the hotel we're staying at has this package where you can request them to put a record player in your hotel room. And I asked for it. And I went to Dimple and bought a bunch of records. And he goes, this is just so weird that you gave me this record. I go, oh, my God, that is kind of weird. So he wasn't going to keep it in the packaging or anything like that. No, we took it with us and he we played it and it was really cool. It wasn't warped or anything. And I had forgotten that you have to sometimes they get warped. So it sounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it sounds weird. <laughs> but uh, in fact, there was a couple that they had. I can't remember. Oh, they had a Michael Jackson because uh, they provided us with like two or three uh, records. And so yeah. he put the Michael Jackson one and it was like. Yeah, exactly. And I said, what is the matter with this thing? He goes, oh, it's warped. I'm like, well, turn it off. God. It's awful. This is terrible. He goes, well, that's, that's just the way it is when you have record players. I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, now I remember why we don't anymore. That's why we have CDs now and digital. Anyway, so I got something from Tiffany and Company, which <gasps> I was very surprised. Shut up. What was it? So Daryl and I, whenever we're chatting when he's traveling... When one of us hasn't talked in a while, we'll use our chat and say boo, like, you know, hey, boo. And then uh-huh. and then we respond with somebody going B. So it's like booby. And it's always been this joke we've done forever, <laughs> forever, for like 20 plus years. And so he got me a B, a little B. 
Aww. And it's a love bug. It, they call it the love bug, but it looks like a little bee. And so I thought that was really sweet because I said, well, I, am I going to get you something thoughtful? Yeah, it was really sweet. So gifts are done. We're very thrilled. Everybody's happy. And we're on our way. So uh, I don't know. <sighs> you will discover this as you get older and you have because I know you will you will not be single forever. But you will find <laughs> yeah. that as men get older, they really become obsessed with traffic and weather. It's a very weird phenomenon that I've noticed. <laughs> it's Interesting. Not, the older Daryl gets, the more he's just consumed and obsessed with getting there as quickly as possible and what is the weather going to be. So he told me, and you know, and he's just a very app heavy person. Like everything he does, everything through his phone. And so he said, so according to the directions, if we go the normal way, it will take us two and a half hours to get to the winery because we had a tasting that day. And mm-hmm. he goes, but we can take the back roads and we'll get there in two hours okay. because there was some kind of car accident. And I said, well, whatever you want to do, it's fine with me. I mean, I'm not in any rush, whatever. It's just a tasting. I mean, it's going to be fancy, but whatever. And so he's like, all right. So not only did it take us almost three hours to get there, it was oh. also super windy the whole way. And I got car sick. Now, I didn't throw up, but I didn't feel mm-hmm. good. So and then he took a wrong turn. Oh. Daryl gets really angry with himself. But I think he does that to try to head off any anger I'm going to have <laughs> in the car. Maybe. It's like a preventative measure. Yeah, he's all. <sighs> and I go, what? He goes, I'm just really angry with myself. And I'm like, why? Because you took a wrong turn. And now we're going to be dumping into a place that's a half an hour away from where we were supposed to be. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you still get your point across. Just, yes. you know, a little bit more kindly. <laughs> so finally, so we dump into the other side of the of the valley where we needed to be on the other side, opposite side. And so I said, oh, I know where we are. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I'm just I'm just so, you know, I'm just so frustrated. And I said, I don't know. Maybe we could have just taken it the good old fashioned route the way we always do and just get there when we get there. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, I just thought this would be faster. And he's like, and then so then he tries to turn it around on me. What? Yeah, he tries to like get because he's like, why are you being so angry? Like, like, this is my fault. And I said, wait a minute. I go, don't you even back this up on me? I go, you know what? I go, this is your thing. I go, your obsession with traffic and times is is insane. It's insane to me. I don't even know what we're doing. Like, I, all I want to do right now is go to that McDonald's over there and get a quarter pounder and just be <laughs> done with all of this. Like, I'm over it. Yeah, Victor kind of has a thing about like, google maps and like routes but yeah. his thing is is that you know it says it's going to take you 28 minutes to get there oh. and then he'll like try challenge and go accepted fa- <laughs> he tries to go fast and he's just like we got here in 26 minutes and i'm like ooh, a God. whole two minutes early and i'm just oh. like i really wouldn't brag about that you know you could have <laughs> killed the family on the way there right and he goes i'm gonna need you to call we're gonna be late and i said i am absolutely not calling this winery no. I go, we will get there when we get there. I said, we are paying to go. Okay. We are paying to go. If we are late, fuck them if they don't want to let us go. And I said, and then I want my fucking money back. I'm like, there is no way in hell I'm going to call and apologize for being late for an appointment that I paid for. No. Refuse. I go, and if you want to do it, you go right ahead. I'm not like doing it. It's a doctor's it. office. I'm not doing yeah, it. If you miss an appointment, then you have to pay like a $25 fee like, or something like that. It is wine, okay? This is nothing. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about something so insignificant. I don't, I said, no, I am not going to, please, sir, forgive us for being late. I'm not doing it. 
No. Why do you guys go to wineries like that anyway? We never do, but it was a special occasion. We wanted to do something a little bit extravagant. And so that's th- that's why we did it. And we normally do not do that. We would we rarely pay for wine tastings. We if we do, it's usually cuz we know we're going to buy a bottle and then they waive the tasting fee. That's how you usually that's how it should that's how we are we like to do it. There are a lot of super hoity-toity wineries in this world who charge you a ridiculous amount of money for the experience and they also charge a lot of money for the wine. You get what you pay for, but it is and it is not ideal. But we'd never, ever done that before. And we thought, let's just do it and say we've done it. And so that's why. And it was, you know, we just thought, why not? See, things like that would just be a complete waste on me. Because I, know. I wouldn't know what the heck. I'd be like, I don't know. It's leaving a weird sour taste <laughs> on my tongue. The elevated tasting is what they call it. This place, you know. Elevated it, tasting. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what are we, in the mountains? No, it is. You're the only people. You don't have to be with a group. You're in, we were in the caves, which is deep underground, Ooh. and it's really, really pretty, beautiful, fancy. We had, we were in this dining room by ourselves with our host, and we had all this gourmet food and all of these wines that you can't buy anywhere. It's just one of those things where, like, we never do this. Let's just do it to see what it's like, and then, you know, and say we did it. So I'd probably look at Daryl and I'd be like, so, Bruce, <laughs> tell me about Wayne Enterprises. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. That's it was, how I would have felt. It was super dark, really cold, beautiful lighting. We were surrounded by mahogany and wines from 30 years ago. And it was just I'd be like, actually, it's an ink blot. So the question is, do you have a thing for that? <laughs> so, uh, we, but we loved it. We loved it. And our host, Paula, she was, if she wasn't a stranger, she would be an UG. She was amazing. Amazing. I just absolutely loved her. Well, you're better than I. I can't be in nice places like that. I, if, I, listen, if, if I am, I just don't say anything. Paula, like not, not a peep. The weekend is young, okay? <laughs> the weekend is young. So we had a great time there. We're like, I'm so glad we came here. This is so great. This is going to be a great weekend. We cannot wait. Now, we were on a wait list for the French Laundry for mm-hmm. either Friday or Saturday. Waitlist doesn't mean anything. All it means is that should someone die, we'll call you. It's imp- right. it's impossible to get a reservation in the French Laundry. Not impossible, but it's hard. So we're, we just were like, we had booked all these really fancy things to do because we knew that we weren't going to be going to the French Laundry. So we went to our hotel. We had, a, we had an am- amazing view, really cool place really like that's where everybody goes to party is this hotel which we did not realize cool so it was really fun so the next day we have room service i ordered this like this breakfast bowl with quinoa and eggs and avocado and kale and it was really delicious and daryl ordered this huge dish of huevos ranchero and we were just like consuming and just having a great morning and i'm like okay i need to get in the shower so i get in the shower and I have soap in my face. And we had just had this long discussion about how I never, ever have even 20 minutes to myself in my life. Mm-hmm. I said, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I say I'm going upstairs to work out and take a shower, I wait 15 to 20 minutes before I do anything. Because in that time period, I usually get two text messages, a phone call, and you come up and bother me. So I mm-hmm. usually have to just wait a minute. And he goes, I know, I'm so sorry that that happens. And I said, "Eh, well, you know, it's just the life. That's the life I have. And so I said, all right, well, anyway, I'm going to go take a shower. So I put on the music that I only I like. 
and I'm in the shower and I'm enjoying this rain, you know, those rain showers where they come out of the top and it just feels like it's raining on you. I don't like those. No one does. And I, I actually don't either. But it, it, if you can just enjoy it for what it is, it actually can be quite relaxing on your body, not your face, actually. I just I don't like feeling trickled on. You know, I just I <laughs> yeah. need like something to rinse out the shampoo. Exactly. And that was a struggle, by the way. So anyway, so I'm in the shower and I'm just, you know, listening to my music and washing my face. And he comes and I hear him knock, knock, knock. And he comes in. He goes, hi. And I'm like, what? do you want and he said you know i wouldn't come in here unless it was an emergency and i said well what is it he goes the french laundry just called they have an they have an opening but it's in 20 minutes and i'm like are you fucking kidding me right now and he goes yeah and i go take it he's like are you gonna be ready in time i'm like you don't say no when the french laundry tells you to come he's like all right all right so he waited too long and it got taken. The appointment got taken. Aww. I'm like, oh, oh, well. So I finished. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to wash my hair. I'm just going to get out then. And so he comes back in 30 seconds later. He goes, they had another one. It's at 12.15. We can make it. And I'm like, oh, my God. OK. And so the thing with the French Laundry is that it's one of the best restaurants in the world. I'm sure you're, you've heard of it. I, I mean, I, I when you said it, I'm like, OK, I know the name. But to be perfectly honest, I, I don't know what it is. It's a restaurant. It's a French restaurant. Well, <laughs> I know that much. No, but I, I know, mean. I know. But the thing is, is it's a Thomas Keller. He's the chef, Thomas Keller. He's one of the best chefs in the world. He's considered mm-hmm. one of the best. Anthony Bourdain said the French said the French Laundry is the best restaurant in the world. Period. Regardless wow. of what, regardless of what people say, and it's because of the service and the environment and just every and the food, of course. We're foodies, and it for us, it is a bucket list thing. You only need to go once in your whole life. In your whole life, you only need to go one time. I was like, I can't believe we're going. And so we had brought, I had told him, I said, let's just bring fancy clothes just in case, because you never know. We have pretty good karma with this stuff. And so I brought a nice dress that I had worn to a fancy event once. It's not formal, but you have to, you can't wear jeans, you know. Right. And he, and all men have to wear jackets. So mm. he brought a jacket. So it's that, it's like semi-nice. <laughs> so we blow, and of course, traffic. Daryl is with the traffic, you know, he's like, well, you know, if we go this if way, we go this way. <laughs> yeah, if we go this way. And I said, just go. OK, just go. We we literally had 20 minutes to get there. So do they just do like seating times for yes. everyone? Yes. Oh, OK. So we arrived. Now, I can't think of anything. There might be something in your life that's a bucket list that you're like, if I went here or if I did this, I you just can't even believe it. Like you'd be speechless. There's a well, like Ryan and I, we definitely we want to go to New York and mm-hmm. we plan on going to Butter, which is Alex Garnaschelli's restaurant. Okay, so it's like that, but that's that. It, well, the whole experience is overwhelming for sure, especially in New York because I've been to Butter and it's not super duper fancy but it's an iconic place yeah it's not so much about yeah it's about who it is and she's there a lot you know she wasn't there when we were there but anyway so this is one of those things and so (laughs) we sat down and it's fancy like it everything is carpeted everything is china and you know white crisp linens and everything is just legit and the the service is unbelievable i i mean when you get up they give you a new napkin. They wait for you. They pull your chair up, push you in. They lay everything. It's super duper formal. Mm-hmm. So my awkward moment did occur 
at the French Laundry, <laughs> and I thought of you because you said specifically, don't do anything stupid at the fancy restaurant, and I totally did, but I will tell you about that next week. Okay. Anyway, so we sit down, and here's the problem, though. We had just eaten a huge breakfast, not even an hour before. I saw your pictures and you guys got... So is it like tapas style? Is that what they do or... It's French American cuisine. Everything is like a uh, appetizer size. Okay. It's like two bites, basically. Two to three bites per per course. The problem is, is it's incredibly rich. Like really, really French rich cream. Right, right, right. Custardy, everything. So like our very first dish was oysters and caviar in a custard and a butter custard. First of all, it was delicious. It was okay, so delicious. I, I hate oysters. You couldn't even tell. I mean, they were prepared so perfectly. You would have eaten it. You would have been like, I don't know what Did this is. Did you have to like suck them nope. down? Or? No, they were very small. Oh, okay. Good. Very, very small. They were actually hand farmed. Oh, okay. They were, they were just, and only the best show up on your plate. And so we That's had that. Bad. Anyway, seven courses. By the last protein course, which was lamb... I was ready to die. Were you like throwing up in your napkin? <laughs> I was like, I looked at him. First of all, we couldn't believe we were there. We're like, this is insane. I said, I don't know if I can put another bite of food in my mouth. And the, the, they hear you because it's small in there. So they walk up and they're like, you still have four more courses. Are you going to, you know, you got to You're going to have to make it work. I'm like, oh, I'll make it work. Don't worry. I'd be like, do you mind if I unbutton my pants? When we were <laughs> at the hotel and he told me and we're getting ready, I came out and I said, I am seriously thinking about vomiting at my breakfast right now. I, that's what I would have done. And he looked I'd at me like, and he goes, are, be like, yeah. And he goes, are you serious? I go, deadly. I said, I think I'd I have might. my toothbrush in my hand wrapped up in a towel. And I'd be like, can you leave and just plug your ears for a and minute? And he said, Jamie, he's like, you can't do that. I go. I think I might. I go, this is the I'm French like, laundry. <laughs> stop me. I'm like, this is the French laundry. I think I should. One time, one yeah. time won't kill me. No. If I make it a habit, be concerned. You can talk. But in the meantime, <laughs> go in the living room or in the hotel room, turn the TV up loud, give me five minutes. But then I thought about it and I thought, if I do that, I might not have an appetite. Like I might feel sick. So that's why I didn't. But trust me, I did talk about it twice. Just swig a ginger ale on the way over <laughs> no. yeah i hear you so anyway we get to the lamb course and here was the other thing he goes these the we had a course of of quail and it was really 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 good mm. and he said the quail is from vacaville and i'm like where <laughs> i'm like where he goes vacaville i'm like oh whale's so vagina he no, walks away and i'm all oh vacaville <laughs> We all say Vacaville, but Vacaville is probably the right way to say it. But I'm like, oh, whatever. So like, like as in like Whaleville. Yeah. So our sommelier, they have a wine person who suggests wines and stuff like that. He looked exactly like Mitchell from Modern Family. Oh, I love him. He looked exactly like, he was even kind of dressed like him. First of all, he was amazing and super friendly and nice. He accidentally spilled a tiny drop of red wine on my napkin. He's like, I'm so sorry, miss. Took away the napkin, brought me a new one. I'd be like, dude, it's a napkin. That's what they're for. I turned to (laughs) Daryl and I was like, we don't belong here. I don't belong here. This is too far above my pay grade. Like, I, this is not who I am. I would be, I felt like pretty woman 
in that restaurant scene where she's trying to deal with the escargot. Oh, and she flicked a snail across. Yeah. The <laughs> Slippery that little That would suckers. totally be me. <laughs> yeah. I go, that's what I felt like. I just, I'm like, I, we are so above our pay grade. First of all, I should never include Daryl because he's far more sophisticated and refined than me when it comes to certain things. How? Where, where has he been? Oh, I guess all these business trips. Huh? Not only that, but Daryl is not like us. He does not put himself out there to risk embarrassment. He's like a normal person who just sits there quietly with his hands in his lap and just waits for the next thing to come he's not like me where i'm looking around all the time going wow there's a lot of people here huh you know yeah right <laughs> <laughs> exactly or, you know he's not the one that reaches out and goes oh are these fake and pulls a pluck plucks a thing off the 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 floral arrangement that's on the shelf next to your table you know that's find out it's real and then you go to smell it and it like flies up your nose it's like oh this is real <laughs> and it comes out your mouth you're like oh my god that wasn't it a my, my whole olfactory system that's weird yeah it's like oh this isn't fake you know real loud i mean that's that's who he's got i mean did it ever occur to you to like pause and like look around the room to see what everybody else was doing first before you like <laughs> dived in yeah I mean, that's what i well, would do so i could like act like i kind of knew what i was doing the thing is is because they had staggered our tasting they had staggered our meal by 15 minutes everybody was about two or three courses ahead of us but anyways so we get to the dessert and they bring you like six desserts and they're all oh tiny God. they're all little but they're there are six of them. And then... Well, it adds up, man. Uh, I mean, yes, that's it like does. six bites of cake Oh, or my something. God. And everything is so rich. And Ugh. everything is so delicious. Like, you want to eat everything. And, like, you'll get a bite of something and go, what is that? That is one of the most amazing flavors I've ever tasted in my whole life. And you have no idea what it is. It's... It, it, it was an experience that I will we will never forget. It was. I mean, is it rude to leave something on the plate, or is isn't that supposed to be like a good thing? I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. I'm not doing it any justice because you obviously you would have to experience. But French food is really really rich. Lots of butter, okay. a lot of fat, good fats and stuff like that. So you really don't need that much. So I they came up and they said, "Is everything okay with the lamb?" And I said, "It's delicious, but I am just so full. I just don't know if I can." eat it all and they said oh that's okay so we would not we would take bites of everything but we just couldn't finish stuff especially like bread and stuff and they're like is everything all right with it i'm like it's delicious i just i want to be able to eat everything else and they're like of course no problem and then they'll just take it and um, bring us so they brought all these desserts we had some coffee you don't get to take a doggy bag home. That's not how that works. Oh, you just you yeah. eat it. And can, you... can you just wrap all this yeah. up to go, please? No, they, no. <laughs> I would never ask no. that. No, 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 no. So then after all is said and done, they bring. They don't give you like a styrofoam case and you take a butter <laughs> knife and like right? scratch your name in it. Exactly. <laughs> Jamie's, yeah. stay off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then they bring out what looks like a humidor to your table and they open it and there's a bunch of handmade candy. And they say, what? so these are the candies. Um, they said, but we can tell that you probably won't be eating these at the table. We're like, absolutely. Not. And it was like a dozen. And we're like, no, they're like, well, we're going to box this up for you. And then we will have all this for you when you when you leave. And when you're done, we'd like to take you on a tour of the kitchen, which is cu customary. We're like, OK, cool. So we left with a dozen candies, handmade, beautiful chocolate, different flavored candies. And then everything is essentially something that you can collect to frame or you know to you know scrapbook or whatever you want to do to remember the the event 
So they give you a laundry tag that you can frame. They give you little clothespins that say the French laundry on them. Oh, yeah, I saw your clothes. Yeah, pin. they give you the menu. And then we got two little uh, tins, like little metal tins with a little French laundry logo with homemade shortcake inside uh, oh or shortbread God. cookies, I should say. They give you everything so that you can remember your your time. It was about three hours. It's like an experience. It was an experience. And when we walked out, I said, I don't know how to even describe that. It was amazing. It was amazing. The, the flavors, the experience, the service, and they're not stuffy. They're super cool and they're, they're really great, but they're super formal on top of it. It's really, a, a, it was a once in a lifetime experience. I'll never forget it. I'm so grateful it was with Daryl. There's no one else on this planet that I would like to experience that with but him. It was so great. Wow. It made our entire weekend. So, of course, I had a stomach ache for the rest of the weekend and did not eat until we came home Sunday night. I would immediately have to go back to the hotel and take like a four hour nap. <laughs> we did. We did. We came back and just laid down. I said, my stomach is so full. I can't even. All right. Well, let me uh, let's do this. Let's go to our hugly and awkward moments of the week. OK. Anniversary gift edition. moments here's the first one this sounds like something that would happen to us tara writes the year my husband got me a bike and i cried in front of my (laughs) in-laws i'm a runner i run every day it's a huge part of who i am so when my husband walked in with a bike i was just overcome with this feeling that he didn't really know me oh god i asked where the idea came from he said we were watching a commercial with a couple riding bikes and allegedly i said we should start riding bikes together What's funny is that I do remember seeing the commercial, but I don't remember ever saying that. I didn't use the bike until the next summer when I did a 45-mile ride with coworkers for charity. That was the first and last time it's been ridden. <laughs> you know what? If it had been me, I would have bought a new one. And then uh, I would have ridden that one in the charity ride. Yeah. I have things. That's just how vindictive I am, though. Oh, well, that's, you know. I don't know that there's many gifts that Victor has ever gotten me that I've ever actually kept or used. <laughs> I don't know where they well, are. Well, that's that I think that was this is what her problem was. It's like I'm a runner and he got me a bike. All right, here's the second one. And this is from a boy's perspective, a man's perspective. I spent weeks preparing for our 10-year anniversary. I took her hiking and camping, which is her favorite activity and something I hate. We spent the next day at the salon. I got her nails and hair done. Then the next day we went to dinner at her favorite restaurant and to see a movie that she'd been dying to see. On the big day, I woke up early and made her breakfast. Came home on my lunch break to make her lunch and brought her flowers that she loves and a big box of candy. And from her, I got a diet soda and a long conversation about how I need to lose weight because my gut makes me ugly. <laughs> what in the actual hell? No. Why was he I, going to... S- <laughs> first of all, overcompensating much. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, did he do something horrific before that? Maybe he got really heavy and it was a deal breaker. I don't know. No, the only thing I can think of is he must have cheated at some point. And he just was like every anniversary after that was just had to be like heroic lengths. And she was just never, ever going to forgive him for that. She was just going to continually punish Mm -hmm. him for their marriage anniversaries. And maybe it was like very fresh. And so... That's why he went to, you know, basically 
He'd buy her a Hallmark store. And when I was reading that, I was going, what did you do? Because there's no way any normal man would ever go above and beyond and make a a dual anniversary that you should both be celebrating as her day. Like, that's not what that is. That's that may be her birthday if you really wanted to do that. Well, right. I mean, this is you don't. An anniversary is a dual. Marriage is about two people. You know, I mean, like, yeah, you might get him like a little token of your affection, but it's it's not like, you know, she's the queen. She's the queen. Yeah, yeah. There's more to that story. Oh, for sure. On to me, it's a full admission that he's a terrible person somehow, and she's allowing him to shower her over the top, and then goes, "You need this. Your guts ugly. That's penance for something. Exactly. He's like totally in trouble for something. Anyway, like I'm, I'm already not feeling sorry for. Oh, I had no, I had no, I had no sympathy. I'm like, what'd you do, you idiot? <laughs> exactly. So anyway, all right. So those are the those are the ugly and awkward moments of the week this week. So back to school is coming up. Please go to uglytruth.com and then click on the Amazon link. So do that. Get your school supplies, clothes, etc. Go to lipandclip.com for your makeup needs because you want to look pretty when you go to school, boys or girls. Other than that, have a fabulous rest of your week, and we will see you on Sunday. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.